Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Unscripted with Biba. I hope you all had a great week and please remember to stay safe out there. COVID-19 is real and it's out there guys. So please take all the necessary precautions that have been advised by WHO. Wash your hands, don't put your hands in your face. You know, one meter social distancing. Ensure that you take all those precautions guys now to today's topic as you know i'm a world-class apricot like i'm a world-class amiable if you don't know know that okay so today i'm going to be discussing the role of fathers in the in a child's life like the child development you know how a child grows like what role does a father really or should play now, why I ask this question is that, you know, something happened around me recently. I know of a family where the father, you know, goes through the same route that the children's schools is on. And um, this particular father on this particular day that I witnessed told his wife that goes on a different opposite route, totally different route to work tells her that oh you know what babe i'm not i i I can't drop these kids at school and um of course he didn't drop them at school that day so she had to take them to school and you know then she had to start a journey to work now here is my question how could she have handled that situation do you think she could have handled the situation better or do you think that it was a one-off? Okay, so from the back story, from the, um, you know, information that I have, it's not his first time for doing it. In fact, he doesn't even like dropping his kids. 90% of the time, it's the wife that drops the kids at school because it's supposedly, supposed, it's supposedly the wife's responsibilities to drop the kids at school. So now that's where I have issues. So, of course, like the amiable that I am, I found out about this and I had a discussion with my sister and my mom and the discussion stemmed around women or mothers trying to be super women where they are not supposed to be. Okay, so my husband has a car and my kids go to the school on his route to work. It's a no-brainer. There is no excuse. You are going to drop the kids at school. Why? Because it's only logical. I mean, I go diff- a, a totally different route. So why should I be the one to drop the kids at school? Now, this is not a... This is not... You know, I don't know. I think my, my, my people took me out of context because they were like, you can't be competing and arguing with a man. Hello, it's 21st century. And we are partners in this thing called marriage. The mother has woken up early. She has, you know, taken care of the kids' um, meals. She has bathed them, clothed them. She don't do every other thing that a mom should do or would do in the home. As far as I am concerned, I don't see anything wrong with shared responsibilities in the home. These days, that men are quick to tell you to split the bills. But that's even a conversation for another day. As far as I'm concerned, a king does not share his crown. If you want to share responsibilities, then you must be able to share in your authority. 
that's a different conversation for another day but what i'm saying is how difficult is it that i get up in the morning and you as my husband also get up in the morning why i prepare the meal in the kitchen why can't you bathe the kids or even why i bathe the kids you prepare the meals i mean when i say things like this i sound off point like i'm crazy or something like it's um you know what was what's what's this word now like it's an impossible thing to to achieve in an african home and you hear words like ah you don't know that you're in africa you don't know that you're in nigeria i mean those words in themselves are very degradatory because i don't think because we are in africa a woman should be treated that way i don't see a big deal in the mother and the father ensuring that our kids are adequately adequately pardon me catered to because if you are taking care of your kids our kids they are not my kids they are our kids because i don't understand the women around me make it seem like the woman is the only one responsible for the children and that is not supposed to be you have a husband and a wife going out and you find that is the woman that that makes all the preparations from how the children looks to if they are fed to what's going to happen when they get there everything i mean everything it's a business like my issue is not in the fact that she's doing it if she does it because she loves it amazing but the truth of the matter is as a father i'm going to be asking you some of my very amazing listeners i'm going to be asking you as a father what do you think that the responsibilities of a man a husband and a father is in a relationship in a marriage in a home do you think your responsibility hence at you just dropping money for the bills or doing whatever that money can cater to money is the smallest like of all provisions that a father a husband can provide for his family is the least of all what about being there for your children emotionally what about being physically present some men cannot stand their kids like they cannot deal with taking their kids out the woman has to be saddled with the responsibility of being with them a hundred percent of the time for those that are you know it's even worse for those that stay at home moms those that don't you know go to the offices or whatever it's worse for them for those that have their you know own businesses that own their own businesses of course when the kids get back from school they go to the moms of course that's still very reasonable because dad is not back from work but for those that stay at home mom they are so disrespected i would say most of them or some of them pardon me i would say most of some of them but my argument is this as a man what is the extent of your responsibility as a husband and a father and you see it does not always have to be money because every time we talk about responsibilities the only thing that comes to people's head some people's head is oh financials and then to 
women some women the only thing that comes to their head is home keeping no that's not what responsibilities are about yes money is involved home keeping is involved keeping your home front good is involved keeping it tight is very much important but that is a combination of efforts of both mother and father husband and wife so as far as i am concerned I think the role of parents, you know, one gender does not supersede the other when it comes to the responsibilities of parents to their children. Now, however your marriage is with your husband or your wife is nobody's business, but whatever, you know, works for you actually does work for you. I think even between the kids, but I think when it comes to being a parent to your children, you really need to pay attention because some of those things form, you know, largely who they get to be when they grow up. Kids are creatures of observations. They see and learn from that first before they hear what you're saying. So if you're not acting right or you're not doing the proper and the right things in front of them, Whatever you say to them may not stick because they've seen what you do and they are keen into those key things that you do and you think, oh, it's not a big deal. So that's why we have a lot of issues, some very major issues with some men these days that don't know how to take responsibility. It still does not have to do with money. I think a lot of people or a lot of men equate responsibility to money. Yes, money is very important in relationships, but it's not the only thing. But if that's the only thing you have to give in a marriage or being a parent, it can be the bane of that, you know, parenting or the marriage. So yes, it is important as a man for you to know what your responsibilities are. Do you even spend time with your kids? Some men do not even know their date their children's state of birth though things are gradually and amazingly they are changing these days but majorly we still need to work on some things some men do not know their children's birthdays some men have no idea what their children likes they cannot tell you this is my child's favorite meal this is my child's favorite drink they feel that all of these things should be the responsibility of the mother And I don't think so. I do not think so. You are also a parent. You are also a father. You should be involved in your child's life. And when it comes to, um, 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 what's it called? You know, maybe Parent Teachers Association and all of that. You find out that people that go to these gatherings most of the time are majorly women. Now... Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's wrong for women to do those stuff for their kids. But I'm just saying that stop playing Superman or Superwoman. Some of you mothers that have had to go to PTAs for your children. You've had to leave work early to do that. Why can't your husbands or their fathers too make such sacrifices? Now we're still going to talk about gender roles in my gender roles, pardon me, in one of my upcoming episodes. But today I'm just asking what is the responsibility of a father in parenting? 
Like, how are you involved in your child's life? Is it just all about money? Oh, I dropped money for them. They will take care of themselves. Sometimes your kids want to have you around. They want to be able to go to school and tell their friends that, oh, daddy and I did that over the week. Oh, daddy and I did that over the weekend. Oh, daddy and I did this. Oh, my daddy does that. They would like to have that, to do that. So it's not even just in, um, and the other role that I think men are prominent is disciplinary roles too. And, you know, that's one of the roles where they're prominent and they're, they're like, hey, I'm, I'm the disciplinarian of family. That's not the only time that you get to be a father. Some men don't know how to, how to act around babies and they have been fathers. I mean, your baby is crying. The baby that you made with your wife is crying and then you're rushing off to another room. You had that baby together. You made that baby together. You also have a responsibility there. So when it comes to emotions, how involved are you in your child's life? It's not just being financially present, which is the easiest by far for me. When children go through stages in life, you know, they go from whatever stages that they go from. How many of you are really, really, really involved in your child's life? You guys need to wake up and start being the man that you ought to be. Like fathers need to start being very, very much involved in their children's life. Things are amazingly changing, which is a very nice one. But people need to change more. Little things matter. Oh, it's a Saturday. Your kids are saying they want to go out. Because your, your wife has a car, does not mean she has to be the one to take them. For once, you can take over the home and say, you know what, baby girl, you will not leave. You're on a break. I will take over. I'll take care of the kids. I'll cook for them. I'll do everything. Why don't you go hang out with your friends? I mean, and that's another thing that doesn't happen. Like, there's no common around here. Men get to hang out with their boys, have fun, and do all sort of things that they want to do. But women, once they have children, they are rooted and tied to their kids 100% of the time that they are not at work or something. Why can't the man, you know, stay with the kids? And I, the mother, go out and have fun with my friends. Because the misconception that when you're married or when you have children, those two things are supposed to fulfill you, the woman, is totally wrong. It's a misconception. Like you think that when you have kids or when you're married, that is all that you are supposed to be. No, God did not give you that amazing IQ for you to just breed children and to be a missus to somebody. Now, I'm not saying that is wrong if that's all you see yourself being. I'm just saying that I think that God giving you an amazing IQ, an amazing personality and throwing a lot of people around you. I don't think he just wants you to be a breather of children and, you know, a wife. So who says that you cannot be an amazing person and you cannot climb a very climb very high in your career ladder, be a good mother and still be a fantastic wife to your husband? Who says you can't do that? 
all you need to do is give yourself enough breathing space so that you can see front like my people would say give yourself some breathing space so that you can see front and actually you know picture what you want and work towards it everything you are should not just be when they take away you being a mother and they take away you being your wife what are you left with what is your personality how well are you into that person that you are or has marriage changed you or are you in that place where you don't even know who you are because you've been eroded by the responsibilities of a mother and the responsibilities of a wife these are not bad things but we want different things from life some people are absolutely fulfilled by being moms you know and being wives while some people can do be a fantastic career person a good mother and amazing and an amazing wife pardon me so yes can you do all three have you given yourself a chance to now back to my men please this is like a plea to you guys be involved in your children's life be involved you can have sex education talks with your children. These days, most of the contents on the TV are more pornographic than we would like to know. But hey, that means you need to start having sexual conversation. I mean, sex education conversations with your children early, earlier than you're comfortable with. And some of you, your children adore you. Some men, your kids adore you. So you might just be in the best position to talk to your children rather than their mother i hear phrases like this all the time your child your child is just reaching adolescence and you need to start talking to them about sex and then you're closer to your child you know than the mother and then the next thing i'm not comfortable talking to my child about sex so i i know it's a hard job but you're a man and she's a girl why don't you take it upon yourself to talk to her she might be able to listen to she might listen to you better because she respects you more or because she likes you better than she likes her mother so why do you think a mother should be the one talking to her it's also your responsibility and most times they come off with statements like ah that's the mother's duty no it's your responsibility you are a parent there is no dominant parent here there is father and there is a mother and both of you have roles to play in your child's life so you cannot choose how you play those roles so it's not about just dropping money sending them to the best schools and giving them money no be there emotionally be physically present because at the end of the day when these children when they grow up their emotional stability is very well very much dependent on how they grew up so that's why we have a lot of people with daddy issues we have a lot of females with daddy issues and we have a lot of some males with mommy issues but those are discussions for another day but please and please and please ensure that you are actively involved in your child's life there are no gender roles required here all we say is just be actively involved when it comes to feeding the child nurturing and a host of other things that is very you know gender specific 
that the mother has to handle. We understand that. But when it comes to the upbringing, instilling values in that child, being emotionally available for that child, you should be involved. So, things are changing. Amazing. But things need to change more. So be a better father today. Make that conscious effort. Make that conscious decision. Irrespective of what the society tells you. This is your family. This is your child we are talking about. You should look out for your children. And be the best father that you can be. So... We have come to the end of my rant about, you know, fathers being involved in their children's life. Thank you so much for listening to me. Ensure that you make good choices today. Have a great weekend. And please remember to take all the precautions advised by WHO. I remain Biba. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi. How are you doing today? Relationships. That's what I'll be talking about today. Relationships can be very hard. They can be very, 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 very difficult to navigate. In the same breath, they can be very, very, very easy to navigate. The difference between these two easy and difficult relationships is one thing or a lot of things. Communication, mutual respect, understanding, self-love. I think those things are the things that make relationship very easy or very difficult. If there is communication, mutual respect, if you like yourself and your understanding, you would have an invariably good relationship with anyone. But if you lack communication, if you lack understanding, if you lack respect for the person that you're in a relationship with, And if you lack self-love, you will have problems in a relationship. This are not set in stone, you know. I mean, it can change with you as a person. You can hide or take away from it. However the shoe fits, however it pleases you. But I think those four things are important to have in any relationship and i also think clarity of purpose is important as well i didn't want to say clarity of purpose because that's sounding a bit booky or a bit um should i say professional i'm here to talk about personal relationships if so i'm going to start from self-love if you love yourself if you are in love with yourself you would respect yourself. There are certain things that you would never bring yourself to do. 
and I'm going to be making reference to the recent domestic violence saga that just happened in the country. If you love yourself, there are certain things, I repeat, that you would not do for the love that you have for yourself. If you love yourself, it is almost impossible for you not to respect yourself. Now, if you respect yourself, carry yourself in a certain way, it becomes more or less like your or just um, more, um <laughs> it becomes more or less like your way of doing things the way you respect yourself you carry yourself you respect you tend to respect other people it's just simple like it's simple like that because you respect people people will respect you and that's when i come about mutual respect now we've talked about the self how do you see yourself who are you to you? What do you like about yourself? What do you hate yourself? There are people that seriously hate themselves. You don't want to be in a relationship with people like that. There are people that cannot stand themselves. There are people that at every opportunity that they get at a good thing, they self-sabotage. There are people who suffer from imposter syndrome they don't believe that they deserve good things and they have to always self-sabotage that good thing when they get it because they don't believe they deserve good things this still is etched in self-love because if you love yourself, you know there are things that you deserve. You would want good things for yourself. You would be happy for you. You would not need external validation to make you happy. You would not need external validation to make you like yourself. You would not need external validation to want to look at yourself in the mirror. But when you don't have this thing called self-love, there are so many things that you would do and you would do it wrongly. For instance, if you have imposter syndrome and people love you genuinely for you, you would never imagine in a billion years that anybody can love you like that. And then you begin to think that you don't deserve their love. And then you begin to do things that would make that person unlove you because you don't have self-love. The saying, the old saying that goes, you can't give what you don't have. Is a very big truth that I've just come to realize. If you don't have love, you cannot give it to another person because you don't even know what it feels like. The most dangerous person you could ever encounter in your life is somebody that doesn't like themselves. Is anybody that doesn't like 
themselves. That's the most dangerous person that you can encounter because they don't like them. So how do you expect them to like you? Enough about self-love. That's where you find low self-esteem. That's where you find self-sabotaging. That's where you find all those things. Let's talk about mutual respect. I often say that friendships are very important to me. I'm going to do another episode to explain that. Friendships are very important to me because often, more often than not, when two people come together to become friends, they just mutually respect each other. Like, they don't have ulterior motives most of the time. They just like each other. Maybe the way you look. I like beautiful people. I just want to be friends with you. Or maybe... I like the way you talk, I like how you think, I like your perspective on things, and that's why I like you. And maybe you feel the same way, and then we roll together. We don't have any expectations most of the time, because I don't expect you to be more than what you are. I don't expect you to do anything for me. I just expect you to be my friend. I mean, most times, friendships are not really etched on expectations, as opposed to relationships. Now... Let's assume that you are a self-loving person and you like yourself and two people come together to become friends. If I respect myself as a person, I have boundaries. I have things that I would never allow you to say to me. If you're my friend and you use certain words with me, if I don't call you out on it, then I... I've withdrawn my friendship card. You may not know, but I have withdrawn it. So, mutual respect is important in a relationship because if you respect one another, you would respect one another enough to communicate when you have issues. You'd want to understand why your partner has done something to you. You'd want to understand why this person has suddenly grown cold. So you would communicate even with your hurt, even if they hurt you, even if they did something to you because you respect them. You respect them enough to want to hear why they've done what they did, despite the fact that you're hurting. Respect is reciprocal. In a relationship, it is very important. Because we are in a relationship doesn't mean you should disrespect me. And it doesn't mean that I should disrespect you. We can have disagreements. But that still doesn't give me the right to be disrespectful to you. But I understand that sometimes when emotions are flying all over the place, we can be a bit out of our elements and be disrespectful in some ways however if you respect your partner enough you would like or want to communicate you would want to communicate and that's where communication comes in it's very important communicate your expectations communicate your likes communicate your hates i don't like this i don't like to be treated that way You have a boundary because you have a respect for yourself. And you respect yourself because you love yourself. 
So it still comes back to self-love. You have boundaries because you respect yourself. You respect yourself because you love yourself. So let's assume that your partner has done something or they've just, you know, tried to go above your boundary. And you're like, no, this is the boundary. I do not want you past this place. It's my boundary. You should respect that if it's a good partner or if she is a good partner. They should respect your boundaries. They should love you by respecting what your boundaries are. If they don't respect your boundaries, they probably don't even like you. It is that simple. You as a partner cannot be overcompensating for the inadequacies of another person. You like yourself enough, you put up a wall, you have your boundaries that whatever happens in a relationship, I'm not going to tolerate a partner that puts their hands on me. If that is the boundary that you've set, by all means, do not let anybody cross that. Respect yourself enough to keep to your boundary. Love yourself enough to keep that respect intact to ensure that your boundary is respected by by your partner. It's that simple. If the things they've done is not as extreme as putting their hands on you, you can have a conversation. These are my boundaries. Again, I'm telling you, these are my boundaries, dear partner. Please do not cross my boundaries. If you love me, if you respect me, you will respect my boundaries. That is communication. And if your partner comes to say, oh no, these your boundaries are too high, blah, blah, blah. You can compromise if you are willing to. Not compelled to. But if you are willing to. Note the difference. The difference is in the will. Not compulsion or being forced to. You want to, not forced to. That is the difference. Communication will let you or help you clear the air. You or your partner must respect each other enough to want to communicate. It's simple. So I don't get how we get to a situation where we don't remember that our partners had boundaries. We don't remember that we were supposed to respect our partners. And we don't remember that we are supposed to just love and compromise. 